we are live. Hey, Concrete. Hey, Danny girl. What's good with you? Girl, it's Sunday fun day, honey. What's going on? Girl, um, not a whole lot, a whole lot of at, thus far, but how how's your week been? Busy super busy but we made it through the weekend um i didn't do anything this weekend um for once for once in a lifetime mm -hmm. my female maintenance was done and my house was clean all at the same <laughs> damn time i may have a load of laundry to do so okay oh child i got a million things to do <laughs> My week, I didn't do a whole lot this weekend. Um, I laid around, which is very unusual for me on, oh, Friday. But um, Saturday, I ran out and did a few things. But I'm starting to transition into my fall wardrobe. And maybe that's an undertaking. Like, I got one closet down and I have three, three more to go. Yeah, three more to go. Now, and I don't even have one full closet down. So... Yeah, that's what I'm going to be knee deep in for the next week or so. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hey, Mr. Curlin. <laughs> <laughs> hey, bro, Curlin. Have you started transitioning your fall wardrobe? Mm -hmm. Um, Not necessarily because now it's more like weight loss wardrobe and mm -hmm. trying so i was smart and i didn't give away all my clothes i did give away a good bit of like mm -hmm. like my small stuff but now i'm having to go and break out like stuff i hadn't worn in years because i don't lost the weight so mm -hmm. yeah girl that's what i'm on i'm like oh weight loss I that's exciting them old right? yeah. like that's exciting i'm gonna tell you something though like that's my fear like losing weight baby i gotta so many clothes, so many clothes that I've never worn. Clothes with tags on it, like fire pieces that I'm like, I don't ever want to not be able to wear this. So I'm going to have right. a, you know, oversized look or something because I got some gems, like some gems. Girl, you know what I've noticed, though, that I love? Mm -hmm. So you know how, like, I've tried to buy baggy pants, but I haven't been able to because you, you buy them and they just don't fit right. Yeah. But now my baggy pants fit right. And I'm like, excited okay. about that because <laughs> it's giving me my bohemian zhuzh and I love it. And I'm like, oh, finally the look I've been yes. trying to get to. So I'm excited. You already but, know how I feel yes. about like streetwear fashion. Like that's mm -hmm. my thing. <laughs> so yeah, I'm excited for that. Yes, girl. What else is happening though? Girl, I uploaded a few things because it's a little, it's it's some happening happening, and I don't, I'm sure there's I only uploaded two things, so I'm sure there's something else that we discussed that I probably don't have in here. But I want to talk about something real, real quick. Um, I don't know, and you likely seen it if you were well. We have to talk about it. Uh-oh. So, yeah, Jeezy, the snowman. 
filed oh. from divorce, filed for divorce from his preference, from a, a, a black man's preference, an Asian woman. Oh, Jeannie Mann. Um, and baby, the streets are just a buzzing. Like I've seen so much commentary from women. Like this is why you don't have kids when you say you don't want them. A man will leave you a single mother and all the things, child. The women's are like, yeah, um, he set her up. Uh, did he set her up or was she stealing money from him? Did he set her up or was her mama, her Asian mama at the house telling him um, he don't need no damn pork and them collard greens that Jeannie might just learn how to cook? Like, what was really going on? Because, girl, now, according to Carcino for Life Child, I don't know if y'all uh, have ever watched Carcino, but Car no. Carcino is like the, the, the hidden hand behind Hollywood Child. Mm -hmm. And Carcino said that Jeannie was dipping in them pots and not the pots oh. to cook up crack, but the, in, in the money pot, um, trying to buy Gucci and Chanel and shit. And Jeezy was like, baby, you know, I ain't really making that much money. So why is you going in these, these cookie jars over here? Leave this money mm. alone. I'm trying to make money so I can throw these parties and stuff. Now that's what we heard. Now I, I also watch a lady named Sherelle's world and uh -huh. Sherelle said it was the overbearing mama that they they talking in um in vietnamese in front of jeezy and jeezy don't understand like jeezy was at the nail shop and they were saying that he had bad feet and jeezy couldn't understand nothing they were saying because the mom was only speaking vietnamese so i don't know child i know who was mad i know who, who ain't saying nothing who them goddamn passport bros girl them passport oh. bros been quiet child Big uh, truck, where you at, brother? Listen, <laughs> what mid big truck, mid town, child of passport bros. I have BGS, where y'all at? I never seen them be so quiet mm -hmm. ever, mm -hmm. baby. It's been listen, a quiet time. So quiet. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to tell you, I ain't heard them, I ain't seen them do not a merry piece of content on it, not man, not a one, but mm -hmm. but you know. Jesus sitting over there looking crazy as hell, but Jeannie over there looking crazy because she didn't got left the single mama, honey. You know how they say about black men, child. Once you go black, you end up a single. Never mind, child. See, that's not even true. That's a narrative. Y'all <laughs> <laughs> you know, love talking about oh, she's not a foreigner. Even if she she's first generation, so like you know that they can be raised in a in in a um. Uh, Asian household with with all the uh, you know intact culture and all the things. But as soon as they, but oh no, she's not foreign. Like stop it, come on. Like, no, she's a preference, child. She ain't got to be a foreign if she a preference. We know she a preference. We gonna roll. She's uh Vietnamese. She she's speaking Vietnamese to her child. That's all she is teaching her daughter. That is raised by two Vietnamese parents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The mama but, and the grandma. <laughs> Real talk though, like Jeezy, Jeannie is like a feminist. Like if you listen to her on the real, like her views are very feminist. So to marry somebody who has all these feminist views and think you about to get you a submissive 
preference, um, he would have been sadly mistaken. But if you I were think she was a, a feminist, I think she was traditional with the money. No, no, Jeannie <laughs> was traditional with the money. You make all the money, Listen. I spent all the money. She was traditional as hell. That's what she I'm was gonna tell you what I would have did though. What what I would do, you leave, you taking your child with you. <laughs> I don't want no kids before you got in the picture. I don't want none when you leave. Take your child with you. <laughs> Listen, just he'd have been sitting there looking crazy. The baby wouldn't have understood shit, but uh how to cook crack out of she'd have been listening to Thug oh. Motivation one-on-one oh. child listening. Oh. <laughs> Coke he, by the pound, we by the re up on the first, like then again on the first. Yeah, we drop a god, nigga. He would have took that baby with him. Oh, child. So, we have, if Jeannie know, like we know, mm -hmm. but um, Jeannie says she's trying to get some child support, child. So, we're gonna see how that work out. Because what I thought was very interesting, he is trying to keep their prenup in tech like he wants to enforce that prenup and he asking for oh. joint custody yeah mm. i saw that mm. i saw that he definitely wants joint custody i know about stuff. the prenup mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. he wants definitely. to enforce the prenup so i was like oh jeezy honey that's interesting child that's real interesting girl the crazy yeah, thing though is like for the first year of their marriage she was pregnant so they've only had a, a one year post-pregnancy and he like, I'm out. Uh -huh. Girl, I think black men in their money, she wasn't able to just go in them accounts and spend, spend, spend like she was able to do with that white boy. Black mm -hmm. men want to know if you buy a piece of uh, bubble gum, how, why you spend 45 oh, cents on a on. piece of bubble gum? <laughs> you remember you everybody know. hates Chris and how the daddy used to be like, you use four squares <laughs> of toilet paper. <laughs> And and undo the double ply to make it last stop, longer. Stop. Baby, that's, that's not black like men. That's you not. know what though? The white man, she made more money than him. So and Jeezy started off on the wrong foot because he was trying to impress the hell out of her and her mama. Taking buying mama my stuff, taking her on trips with them, chartering yachts for Jeannie, uh, buying her like these um rare books that were extremely expensive, trying to impress her. Like you started off. Like, you know, rolling out the red carpet. Could your mother-in-law come live with you if she's still alive? God rest her soul if she's not. Uh, I do not prefer that type of arrangement. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay, so listen. <laughs> Why are you so... <laughs> You always talking about how I always have these contrived answers and responses, but no, seriously. Um, I also wouldn't move my mom in with me and my husband, but uh, what I had talked to my husband about previously, like I wanted to put a little tiny home in our in the in back of our house, and it would be for you know our children should they need to you know fall on hard times. Like it's it's hard out here, and we have young you know adult children trying to make it in the world. And or, you know, if an in-law needed to come, they could stay in something that we, we you know, but like two women in the same house, mm, that ain't gonna work. Girl, and I'm very um, I, I can't say that I would prefer that type of arrangement either. 
I love your political correctness on it because I the I wouldn't prefer that means like hey, fuck no. Listen, fuck no. No, and, and I love I like I love my in laws, but yeah. maybe. That's a lot of stress on a relationship. To be completely no, honest, um, because you do something, child. You do something that the mama feels should be done a certain way, and you feel like it should be done a certain way, and then a the mama sitting there looking at you, like you don't separate yeah. your clothes like this, and you don't do this like this. You ain't washed that meat five times before you decide to put it on the Listen, stove. You, you ain't boiled the salt out for him like first. His, he like his, yeah, he like his chicken fried this way. <laughs> Listen, deep fried, not just thrown in a little grease, yeah. a little special grease time. Yeah, exactly. No, but I, I talk about my mom too often but my mom um prior to her passing away she moved in with me and my ex and it's a lot of stress on her relationship it's not um she lived with us for like a year before she passed and then um she ended up moving yeah then she ended up moving into uh like a an it was kind of like um senior apartments type of thing yeah so um yeah and my mom um she was handicapped so um, it was a lot of stress, like, you know, lifting her. It was a lot of care required. And I had young children, you know. Oh, too. girl. Like, yeah. So it was a lot of stress. And it's not something that I would prefer. Like if my mom lived close by, if, she, if we could do an in-law suite in our home, like transition, you know, we could do like a little small time, something adjacent to our home. But in the same house, I don't prefer that. I, I, I prefer... You know, we come up with another solution. I prefer assistant living when we go visit Big Mom. Like, what's up? <laughs> bring us some. But you know, they say like, oh, look, a lot of people that they say that um that's that's the problem with our community. Like, we don't take care of our elders and things like that. So, it, you know, yeah, it's not something I would prefer. But I know my husband also would never ever suggest something like that too. He gonna be, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, he he likes his space. Oh. Well, Big Bombas is in a nursing home, child. <laughs> Shut up. Okay, but what does followers have the same response though? I don't want to live with Solomon ass. No, hell, I don't want to live with Solomon now. <laughs> I can't stand you. You're like, go on, go on. Go, go. God forgive me. Listen. <laughs> you wrong. <laughs> you wrong. Solomon mm -hmm. been on that nerve, honey. Well, you know, he, he grew up he getting to be a teenager. So, you know how Baby. they go. If I had it all, if I had it to do all over again, I'd have had my kids at 11 and I'd have been done with this shit. <laughs> you know um, what? Go to hell. Go. <laughs> no, no. Listen, listen. Go. I'm old as fuck. And yeah. it's like they're slicker. They're slicker than normal because, you know, we had our levels of slickness. But yeah, I'm going to tell you, you the audacity is the shit that makes me want to choke slam him. Let me tell you this. So I had ordered mm -hmm. me some ASICs, right? Mm -hmm. I ordered me some ASICs. I've been oh, wanting me some ASICs. Mm -hmm. I've been wanting me some with some pink in them. So I ordered me some ASICs and they had some pink in them, okay. right? 
So, you know, I was excited. The, you know, I get the little uh notification that, you know, your packages arriving today. So I'm excited to see it because I'm like, yes, mm -hmm. finally. Because I got outfit and everything picked out for them. So mm -hmm. I get the package and the package looked more like a clothing item with the way the package looks. So I'm like, was those my damn ASICs? So I right. get home and the package is already open. The box is smashed. The shoes are kind of smashed up. Like they still look new, but like it looked like somebody yeah. had ran over my shoes with a with a truck. So I'm like, what the fuck? So I'm like, Curlin, did you open up my package? And Curlin's like, no, I didn't open up your package. I brought it in, but I didn't open it up. So I'm like, well, who the fuck opened up my package? My baby girl mm -hmm. was gone. Um, so Solomon comes home, skippity doo dah. Solomon, did you open up my package? Yeah, I opened it up. Why? Mm. I wanted to see what oh, it was. Oh. No. He did not. Girl, he grown, grown. <laughs> when I say I've been ready to fight him. <laughs> He's smelling himself. You know how it goes. Baby, when I say I've been ready to fight Solomon. Somebody, yeah, and then I opened it up. Why? because it's it's not it's just it's the audacity of of everything like don't you ever in your fucking you ain't pay you don't pay a bill here and even if you did mind your fucking business like girl <laughs> solomon been this close um i've been really praying and trying to hold myself because the mm -hmm. night like maybe like the a couple nights before he been on punishment, but this my fault. This my fault. My fault. My fault. Mm -hmm. He been on punishment. We were supposed to do a family night. They had canceled a little football practice. So we like, we're going to do a game night or we going to do something. Mm -hmm. So I came home from work. I was tired to say, I was like, fuck game night. We ain't doing this shit. Everybody do what they do. So Curlin was like, yeah, everybody do what they do. I said, mm -hmm. well, since it was supposed to be game night, let me give Solomon his iPad so he could play for a little while. Oh. Since it's a little free for all. That's what I that's, that's nice. what I said I was gonna do. Mm -hmm. Solomon bedtime is at 9 30. Mm -hmm. Everybody's supposed the house supposed to be calm at 9 30. Me and Colonel are supposed to be the ones walking around making noise okay. and shit. So 10 30, 10 45. I had to get out, go out the room. I wanted something from downstairs. So I just hear noise like like click clacking and shit. And I'm like, I don't know damn well. I go in Solomon's room. Solomon mm -hmm. got the iPad out on the bed, lights on, up on the damn iPad. Like he ain't got shit else to do. Like it's four o'clock in the afternoon. Mm -hmm. And I went in there, like my hand was shaking because I was getting ready to choke slam him. <laughs> and I was like, just snatch the shit out. Just snatch every. So I was just snatching shit. And mm -hmm. I was like, I put my hand in his face and I'm like, you keep fucking playing with me. I'm going to fuck you up. And I had to just walk off. But he keep playing with me and I haven't put hands on him. And I feel like I'm doing him a disservice and I'm doing myself a disservice because I haven't put hands on him and I mm -hmm. want to. So that's where we at. That's that's what's, that's what's like life is like with a preteen boy. Yeah, I'm getting, getting, getting a brakes beat off of him. Yeah. And you got six, seven more years of this. Yeah, I, I don't know. And we ain't even went through the worst stages. We ain't even all. went through the worst That's stages. The That's like, the bruh. <laughs> Child. Oh. 
I, yeah. I, low key, I wish I could go to a damn retirement home and ha- just see them. <laughs> I'm not doing this with you. It, it gets greater later. Just keep that in mind. When? Late, 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 late. No, late, Next late, week? later, later. <laughs> Way down the line later. <laughs> Child, y'all send up a prayer for y'all, sis, because no, pray for him. Y'all ain't even got to pray for me. Pray for him. That's what y'all need. Pray I'm for him. I'm definitely going to pray for him. Um, What are you talking about? More ID cards? Like, what? Y'all be saying some dumb-ish. What does uh, anyway. child? He need his father. And he got a father. He got two arms. Exactly. exactly. Child. Mm-hmm. Shit, who's yeah, saying that child so I can cuss their ass out? <laughs> it was more ID cards that store. Oh, um, what you mean he needs a father? Shit, he got two of them. I made sure. What, what, like, what age do you think, you know, whoopings don't work anymore, spankings don't work anymore? Because they never worked with my youngest and my oldest. I probably might have spanked her once or twice, <laughs> but they've never worked with her. I think each child is different. Like, and it is important to find out a way to get through to your child and find out a punishment that is effective. But at what age do you think, you know, spankings or whatever? Um, he got he stopped getting spankings at maybe about seven. seven. Oh, okay. Um, but he stopped getting spankings because the last time I spanked him and he didn't cry, I knew I was getting ready to go to jail, and I was like, this isn't gonna work because it. You trying to discipline your child and they sit there and, and they looking at you like you got two heads and they just sitting there like, like what you doing? And yeah. I had to really make some life decisions that day. And so what I, what I started to do, so I started taking shit away, but do not get me wrong. I think every now and then you should slap the shit out of your child just off a of GP. I'm not about like, to do like hands shit. down. No, for real, for real. Because they need to know that you're still the parent and they're the child. But every now and then you need to just slap the shit out of them because they're gonna get smart at the mouth. They talk crazy. Then the audacity. audacity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, old school thinking they have us out here fucked up <laughs> like we are. <laughs> Good night. Go on, Mel. Hey, What are y'all talking about? Like, she's not a single mother. <laughs> Maybe they didn't make me a single mama again. Yeah, I cannot. <laughs> Listen. I mean, they, they look. Everybody got some advice and don't even know the half of the situation. He has a, a stepfather and a father active. Like, what are y'all talking about? He spent time. He spends time with his father. Like, this isn't someone who you know doesn't have a relationship with their father. Like, he's a teenager. He's going through regular teen stuff. When you're growing, you're like your hormones are doing some crazy things when you're a teenager. You don't understand it, and you know most you know, most people don't understand it. And as a result, you act out. Your behavior starts to change, and you want autonomy. You think you're grown, and this is a part of that process. Any parent knows that. Um, Shot Scorpio, he's in football, but they treat him like he's cute still, and he got tackled <laughs> um once, and he was like, "I love it." 
And that pissed me off because I was like, what I can't do, the football team should be able to do. You know what I'm saying? I was like, get him in football. They're going to put it in his life. Now, he's been coming home tired as hell, so he ain't got time to do um, internet shit. Y'all know what I'm talking about because I – like it, it's it's taking me up through there like um my hair was not nearly as gray last year it's becoming <laughs> grayer i'm getting older yeah like 10 out of 10 do not recommend no i i i just don't teen boys <laughs> will put it in your life babe because woo child um yeah yeah um yeah it, it's, it's, said boys yeah. are so easy too like i've always heard like they easy in the beginning is... at the beginning oh. they are easy girls um tend to be harder at the beginning but it's like when girls get it they got it boys can be easy as hell and as they get older i you know maybe never mind child i ain't gonna give her no credit <laughs> Y'all pray so in the beginning, my daughters were easy. Like I felt like, I mean, like all we had to do was maybe have a little tea party, coloring contest, game nights. We would go get books and have reading contests. They were easy. But then once my youngest specifically hit about 11, 12, it was over. It was over. Baby. I was like, um, oh, and I got one more coming right behind him. And yeah, what what he don't do, she gonna finish the damn job. <laughs> she gonna finish the job. What he I'm don't take, what he don't, what he don't end, she gonna come in and shut the shit down. Like pray for, pray for, yeah, pray for them. I, I will, I will for sure. Cause she has um, a black mama experience too. <laughs> She's so cute. That's the thing. They so cute. Like you, like oh my gosh, like they'd be able to get away with murder with me because I'm like they're so cute. Oh, <laughs> uh, when I they mean, try yeah, your I'm ass good. 18 times and then looking at you and defiant and oh, yeah. talking back and smart ass mouths I don't and like all that now. then not doing what you said to do like five times and then when you going the fuck off, everybody looking like you crazy. They looking at me like I'm crazy. I'm looking at them like they crazy. And I be asking them, I be like, are y'all crazy? Is that what's wrong with y'all? And they be like, no. And I be like, if you ain't crazy, are you just actively fucking defying me? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. Okay. You're right. I've been ready to send them home. Um, I did have one last thing before we get off into the topic. It's quick. We're going to make it quick. And it actually is a good segue for the topic, too. Um, I don't know if you saw where TP, TP, are you with me, gave, he was being interviewed and he gave some opinions as it relates to black women's and baby, when I tell you they are pissed, like, I'm another word, like, they're so upset, so mad, they are dogging him, dragging him for filth. How about you go back and put on a dress and then come to me as a woman? How dare you suggest that black women need to lower their standards? Why aren't you having conversations with black men? Calling this man everything but a child of God because he Mm. said that, you know, if you have a man that loves you and you love him and you, but you're the breadwinner and maybe he can only pay the electric bill, you know, you should, you know, try to make it work and not essentially um, dismiss him because of his lack of income. And the women are upset, child. What are your thoughts? Uh, 
Well, I mean, ladies, you guys are the new bosses. You're the new niggas. <laughs> so, I mean, I think y'all should get y'all some hoes. And I'm oh. trying to figure out, like, what's the problem with it? Because um, when these niggas was 14 and y'all was 27, y'all was fucking them and taking care of them and buying them Jordans. Ain't shit wrong with what Tyler Perry said. Y'all been doing it. Oh. Keep doing what y'all do. <laughs> is is, is y'all mad because somebody said the shit out loud? What y'all tripping for? Y'all been okay, taking care so, of them? What's wrong with it now? So with that said, if you were single and, you know, Bro Curlin was approaching you and he could only pay the light bill, would you settle for someone who could, you know, had meager earnings and, and you had to be the breadwinner? <laughs> <laughs> You know what? Nah, listen, listen, listen. It wouldn't be settling. I feel like Curlin is a, a great fucking man, so it would never be settling for me ever. And I don't care how much money. It would never this be is settling. just a crazy hypothetical. We know. Yeah, it would never be settling for me. So yeah, you know, if, if, if let's say this shit took off and I ended up being a breadwinner, now it's gonna have yeah. to be some shit in play because y'all know when women get money, we don't know how to fucking act. We the boss of every True. goddamn thing. If you don't sit your ass down and shut up and keep your Man, keep you your voice down, don't raise your goddamn voice at me, little fella, little fella, little, little, little dude, little, little guy, look at my guy. You gonna have to hush it up. Listen, you know he you gonna have a bad know. time and everything. No, but if I was now, if I if 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 I had never came across a, a man like Curlin, and yeah. I had to be out here in these streets. Mm -hmm. I would just have me some hoes and I would I would oh. have me a few hoes. Like okay. uh, listen, uh, you know we can go out on a date. I'll go out on a date with that one. I go out on a date with another one. We ain't got you mm -hmm. know, and, and, and the thing with the young guys, you ain't got to give them all that time and attention and shit. You you know, you doing and, and yeah. go ahead, little dude. I'll let you mm -hmm. I'll call you next Friday. And he'll understand he ain't gonna want all your time and attention and shit. He's trying to, you know. Like go get y'all some hoes. What y'all crying for? Oh, I, you know, it's like when it's on their terms. I think that the fact that a man said it and it wasn't a woman that's well, no, I take that back because when Ayala said it, Ayala was oh, talking yeah. about love yeah. and shit. They got on auntie. They got on yeah, auntie. Yeah, and I'm sitting there like, why are y'all so goddamn mad? This was what y'all mm -hmm. wanted. Y'all wanted to be the boss bitches. Y'all like to control niggas. Just a win-win. I don't. I don't see what's wrong. You're the boss. He's the worker. He's in the submissive position. This is what you wanted. This is what we've been. This is what black women have been praying and hoping for. All I want to do is be a boss bitch and tell these niggas what to do. That's exactly the position you're in. What's the problem? Well, get it. for me, I'm gonna say like I. I, I I understand where Tyler was coming from. And I think that things need to be put into perspective. Tyler was once broke living out of his car. Like chicks that wouldn't give him the time of day would, would love to be with Tyler Perry at this point. So I do think that things need to be taken into perspective. Like sometimes as women, our problem is we've had bad experiences. We've dated bum niggas, ninjas, sorry. Oh, concrete. Bum ninjas. You were hanging out too long, girl. You must have went outside. Girl, my husband's about to be like, what you up there doing? But bump ninjas. And as a result, we don't trust our ability to vet. Like, it's, uh, we have 
now young girls, 21, 20 years old, that's expecting, that, that's saying that a man better come to her with six figures. If you're in the building stage mm. in your life, why can't you also date a man who's in the building stage in his life? The issue is that you don't trust your ability to determine whether or not it's potential that you see or if he's actively and constructively working towards his goals. Like, it is okay that a man is not where he desires to be if you're in your 20s. Literally, you're still, you know, um, you're still searching for, you know, where you want to be in life. So I think that's the problem with us. Me personally, at this age, you know, I'm, uh, you know, I think anyone in their pre-30s, you know, late 30s should be gaining for potential. I do think that your standards should become a little bit more rigid as it relates to expecting a man to at least be able to sustain himself. That's my expectation for men. You have to be able to sustain yourself and sustain yourself comfortably. Not sustaining yourself in the project where your rent only $25. That does not work for me. Like, and you, you know, work, uh, you know, you you want to labor ready two days a week. That doesn't work for me. I want someone who's hardworking, someone who's goal-oriented, someone who can sustain himself and that if we can come together and build, I'm not opposed to that. Um, to me, that's not a determination of whether or not you're able to lead if you make six figures. I'm looking at, you know, your your entire resume, so to speak. Mm. I think, um, like I said before, women have been begging to be in this position. So mm -hmm. then when somebody actually says the position out loud, everybody has a problem with it. No, this is the shit that we beg for. This is where we want it. We want it to be on top. This is what comes with the top. Baby, it's lonely at the top. Y'all ain't never heard that. It's lonely yeah. at the top, boo. <laughs> so get y'all yeah. some hoes. Run these niggas up. You know, like run them out. Like get y'all some sections at the club and have them being the groupies and shit. Y'all want niggas as groupies anyway. Yeah. Go for it. What's the problem? Mm -hmm. I don't get it. We don't talk out. about it though. Like even this whole topic how it relates because you know women are study i saw uh a, 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 there was a gay guy who made a video never mind i'll wait till you read the super chat now okay shout out to e capone he says what it do ladies what it do e capone what's up friend? what's good and shout out to see at the table with uncle Stu. what's going on uncle Stu? we greatly hey, appreciate you he says salute salute a great topic I wish I would raise my voice to my mom. I would still get slapped by my mom, even at my age now. Old school discipline is great. Okay, Listen, Uncle Stu, we hear that. Just go and slap your children on GP. You, I'm telling you, it works out, but I'm, I'm listening to what I'm saying. You're going to catch a case. From who? You know what I be threatening him with? I'd be like, Ooh. keep it up, and you're going to end up going to the white family, and you ain't going to have <laughs> That's what I'd be telling him. I'd be like, you're going to end Hilarious. up with the white family. And they're going to have you. Huh? Girl, you country. As hell. Listen, it's cornbread. <laughs> Show is. That's I love it, hilarious. too. I'm a Southern Belle, damn it. I do too. I do too. I'm a Southern Belle, honey. Listen, I love being a Southern Belle. It's my, it's my zhuzh. I feel like a, it makes me feel more womanly. Like I'm a sophisticated woman. So shout out to Mr. Curlin. He says, like it or not, he has a point. 
The catch mm -hmm. is it's not just black folks. It's a Western problem. Thank you for those profound words, Mr. Curlin. Okay. I greatly appreciate that. <laughs> and shout out to Mrs. Queen Sunkiss, honey. Good morning, Mrs. Queen. Hey, she says, if black women gonna make all the money, then they pass the privilege of hypergamy to men. Women started mm. making money, getting education, and lost common sense. Amen, amen, amen. That was a word. Wait, she said a word. I saw something on that that was saying this. You sent the video to me where the man, the guys were talking about how men be dating up, how men be dating women that have the money and have the bag. They out here looking for a woman that got her ish together. And yeah. Got the bag. Like, they the hypergamous one. They the new hypergamous as they should be. <laughs> Ain't they no broke bitch? That's how they should be acting. <laughs> oh, look at the shoes. you want me to take care of you? You want me to wine and dine you? I'm supposed right. to flowers and wine? Like, come on. Like, I ain't bringing, I ain't they no broke ass bitch. That's how niggas <laughs> <laughs> I ain't mad at it. Listen, a shout out to Eugene Steele. He says, if my woman wants to help me with the bills, fine. I'll let her. I still will not trifle. I would still work. Oh, he still wouldn't be trifling. He'd still work if the lady wants to help with the bills. I don't know who really wants to. Like, if she keep her all her money, most women I know, they, they, they keep it all if they can. Thanks. I ain't never been like, oh, let me give you some money today. Yeah, dying to help with them bills. Baby, if you got it, you got it. I'm cool. That's almost like it. getting down on one knee and proposing. Somebody should call yeah, the police on her. Like, what are you doing? That's what I'm saying about these hypergamous men. When I think of a hypergamous man, I'd be like, do you want her to lift your legs up too? Like, it's just a little, it's too much for me. It's too feminine. I'm just saying. Kim needs her ass beat. Kim said, well, maybe the conversation should be about me and being submissive. Mm. <laughs> but this is point because if I understand that as a woman, you should hold down the fort, let him just pay the light bill. Are you also expected to this man, expected to submit to this man who can only pay the light bill? He only got that 60 ball on the lights and you holding down everything else, mortgage, car payments, car insurance, telephone bills. And you submitting to him? I mean, I think it's one thing if you and your if you're already partnered with this person and you already have worked worked together and built whatever you have, and then something happens. But um, just entering into something where a fool got sixty on and that's it. That's not. Bro, we're gonna have to get up out of there because this is sounding too familiar. Yes. Yeah, let's let's get on up out of yes. there, baby, because it's too familiar and. I'm not trying to take shots at anybody. I can't do this. But okay. I'm not. I see. I wasn't even thinking about them people until you said that sixty dollars, and I was like, "All right, let, let's get up out of there." Let. So, yeah. speaking of this specific topic, there was a guy whose video. Um, so I was looking at some of Medium Man's content. Me and, too. Uh, <laughs> you, because of you, when we talked about the topic and we agreed on the topic, and it's fun from Danny was watching some things over that Medium Man was covering, and that's how this topic derived. But I went in research of the topic, and I saw quite a bit of his content re being reposted, and one of his videos actually went viral. But so the well, one video that had him in it went viral. So I saw him covering a guy, a gay guy. He's a dating coach. And he was telling women that if a woman wants a man, 
that is over six feet, that makes six figures, that has not been to jail and does not have um, a bunch of baby mamas, that their chances are one in 250. I was like, damn. So who? And I don't know when he didn't explain how he got that number. So who knows? So say that again, they, girl, because I say it again for the slow folks. My woman is looking for a man that makes six figures, is over six feet, um, has not been to jail, and does not um, and does not have a bunch of baby mamas. That her chances are one in two hundred and fifty. So like astronomical. Like so he was he was basically promoting black women divesting is is was his whole agenda but um i was like i don't know about the accuracy of that and we don't talk about some of the false narratives or some of the narratives that are pushed about black men and we are also going to interrogate some of those narratives a little bit deeper because it's men like him and a lot of the women who have these notions surrounding black men and how they ain't ish and um they're pushing pushing this uh these narratives for their own agendas and we don't talk about the real reason behind it and we're also going to talk about the narrative uh oh you on mute <laughs> i was saying that's interesting as hell girl <laughs> um so are we ready to jump off into the topic yeah, let's. Before we jump off into the topic, um, so next week we're going to start our members only chat. So next week it's going to be members only chat. Um, you know, YouTube has been slow for the last few months. And so um, we got to make it up somehow. So we're going to start members only chat next week. We didn't want to just kind of spring it on you guys. You guys came in the chat and then y'all couldn't say nothing. Um, but it'll be members only in Super Chat. So, you know, shout out to y'all. We greatly appreciate everybody that does rock with us. But, you know, just to kind of get things back up to uh, speed and um, on par, um, we're going to start that. So we just wanted you guys to know that. Um, mm -hmm. Also, we're probably going to end up doing something with the moderators. Um, a lot of you guys have been moderators for a long time, but we have like way too many moderators for the size of our channel. So I don't want you guys to be in an uproar if y'all come back here and y'all don't have a mod stick. Um, we haven't quite figured out the process on how we're going to choose our, our mods, but um, mod sticks will probably be going um away for a lot of people so i don't want you guys to come back and be like oh my god i'm not a moderator they don't love me anymore we still love y'all we just have like way 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 too many um in comparison to the length of our channel like we have mm -hmm. more i think we have more mods than we have like regular people in the chat and we don't need that many and it's been time to um clean it up for a long time so you know just to kind of uh let mm -hmm. you guys what was popping so when y'all came back over here and shit was different don't don't try to figure out why that's all it is so um shout out to mrs queen sunkissed she said um this isn't just a black thing so divesting not gonna solve the issue there's a lot of crazy stuff going on in this country 
I absolutely agree. I absolutely agree. I, I do think there's a lot of crazy shit going on in this country. Um, but I also think part of it is just like it, it serves their agenda. Like the man who was pushing the the, the man who media man reviewed. Um, I see his content all the time and he has a white partner. So, you know, it's all it's like, you know, telling and, and, I, and I'm not opposed to anybody closing off their options that they desire to date outside their race. But I think that if that is your messaging, you don't have to um, you don't have to create falsehoods to um, basically state that you stand for black women um, exploring other options. So, yeah. Yeah. Do you think black women should start exploring other options at this point? I know you're staunch pro-black, but with the dating market and how things are currently, what are your thought process? What is your thought process now? Because we've been at this for years and, mm -hmm. you know, I know how you feel as it pertains to black men dating out or how you used to feel about them dating out. But what do you feel about divesting at this point? Oh, my, my opinions are across the board. Um, I don't have any opinions or any standards that I hold Black men to that I don't hold Black women to. Um, I, I really think that Black women are um, buying into these notions, uh, not only buying into, buying into and promoting these beliefs that, you know, Black men ain't ish. And I think that there's, you know, um, I think the problem is that we don't trust our own judgment when it comes to choosing black men. I'm not, I will never say that there aren't some black men that we need to steer clear of that ain't ish, that ain't, you know, trying to grow, that aren't trying to elevate, that will drag us down with them. Um, but there are white men that'll do the same thing. So I don't, I'm not of the belief and of the mindset that the grass is green on the other side. I think that for the most part, my belief is that maybe there's something internal that you haven't assessed that's, drawing you to a certain type of man. Maybe there's something internal that you haven't healed that is drawing you to these ain't-ish men. You know, I think that the first thing that you should start with is you and, and, you know, therapy and trying to gain some insight on why there's a pattern of behavior associated with you. I wholeheartedly agree. I think you're a hundred percent spot on. Um, you know, and it was like one of those lessons that I had to learn the hard way um, was choosing the same guy over and over again. And my mom was like, baby, don't break up with him. What you breaking up with him for? You ain't going to do nothing but choose the same man. And I thought she had lost her damn mind when she <laughs> said that. But when I actually sat there and thought about it and thought about all the traits that I liked in men, um, even some of the negative ones. It was very eye-opening because there are a lot of things that we like about men that we don't even know that we like. And so we do like a lot of self-work and actual evaluation of ourselves. Um, we kind of tell, tell ourselves that we just want somebody nice that's going to treat us right, that ain't gonna, um, that's going to let us get our way, um, mm -hmm. that can handle us. But we mm -hmm. don't really talk about um, our abandonment issues um, and generally when we choose player type of men, a lot of us choose a lot of, a lot of women like hoes. We like hoes. We like somebody that got somebody that got somebody. We like some hoes. And a lot of times we're dealing with abandonment issues, um, from men that were supposed to be there for us. And we, we're dealing, looking for that 
and another man or looking for that other man to be absent and, and then when we pick out me and we can't trust them because we haven't healed uh the part of us that has been abandoned so yeah you have to definitely take that into consideration because a lot of us do that and then um complain we like the hoes but then we we expect to reform them in that true lady yeah baby because he got potential and I, and I can't lie like i had a type um i was very into physical appearance like baby you had to be fine um for sure but i like fine men that were low-key like you find like you find but you almost don't know you find or you find but you are you like to be in the cut like I, I don't like like the fine popular dude i like the fine low-key like that was my thing so you know i had a type two and that was that i had to come to terms with that um as well so you're right um it, it's a process and i and i can acknowledge that but the thing is um, it's easier for people to pass the buck and say, oh, no, there's a problem with all men. There's no problem with me. Like, how, like just logically, how much sense does that make? Even if you look at exactly. your dating exactly. maybe you've dated eight or nine men out of the 21 million Black men <laughs> that are in the U.S. You know what I mean? You've dated eight or nine, and you've drawn this consensus that because of those eight or nine guys, you're not looking at what they have in common. Oh, well, they all got they all got that bad boy thing going on because that's what I that's that's you know that's no hoes love a nigga with some tats, baby. Yeah, and you know they all got the long dreads. They all you know whatever. Like you're not looking at the common denominator between the men that you're picking. You just want to apply your outcome to all black men and i think that's completely unfair i think that's an excellent point and i think you you the way you stated that so eloquently was beautiful because that's exactly what we do um we do try to relegate that shit to everybody and then when you go to spaces that uh confirm your bias it's like see see even they went through that see even they we all went through that with these black men so they ain't shit it ain't got nothing to do with us we we went to therapy and if you know anything about healing and self-work that shit is not a one-day process baby that's a life process and you're gonna continuously have to do your work you're gonna continuously have to check your ego continuously and trust me i know because the bitch is struggling like the struggle is very real for me yeah wow. and i did a lot of work for a person that like i feel like i've done a lot of work i've done mm -hmm. a lot of work but even in my own thought process and how the world is evolving and how people are changing i'm still having to go back undo unlearn learn new tactics learn new process. it really is it really is and yeah. you can't and I'm gonna tell you the funny thing when you when you didn't did uh, a little bit of work and you feel like you didn't made it to this next plateau, you didn't made it to the next level and shit. You mm -hmm. almost be feeling like, oh well, I know this and I know that and I did this and I did that, yeah. and life will turn around and smack you all upside the all upside your head to tell you how much shit you don't know and that you still got work to do. And it's a I hard understand. it's a hard thing to come to terms with because. I'm a bitch that thinks she know everything. Not everything, but I know a lot. I feel like I'm I a wise woman at my age. I feel I like I'm a wise woman at my age. But <laughs> even at this age, even how wise I am, I'm still having to learn lessons and go through. Like, yeah. 
Yeah, I definitely. And I guess like, that's the one thing I'll give you credit for. You're very insightful. And for me, I struggled for a long time in my own laws because I'd be like, like, I know it all. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, yeah, yeah. I, you know, wait, but like, you know what I mean? Like flaws as in character flaws. I see it. Like, who got character flaws? Because I, I, I know everything. You know, I, I'm, you know, fairly intelligent. I am, um, you know, confident. I am hardworking. Like, it wasn't really too much that anybody could tell me about me. But I can say that you are, you know, pretty insightful. And with, even with all those thoughts, I would have told you in a minute that I don't have a big ego. Didn't I just tell you that? <laughs> and I'm recognizing that I do. But I don't even know if I want to really correct that in that sense, because it is how I remain confident about who I am. Like, I don't have an ego to where, like, um, I will not hear anything about myself. Like my ego isn't so inflated to where like you can't tell me nothing about me, but it is like I feel like I know me. You know what I mean? And I would not to say like I, I know like the flaws that I do have are ones that I had to already be like tell you that it's there. Like I couldn't take somebody else, like especially if I feel like you didn't know me that well, pointing out flaws of my own because I'd be like, what that's not um my flaws is this and this things that i felt like i had already come to terms with so yeah that's a good point that that is of it so that like the that's that's a difficult process to confront that ego to be able to be honest with yourself about your own ish but that's where it starts like that is where your true growth your true elevation starts and i don't think i don't care you can hop from race to race baby it, that ain't gonna solve the problem because you haven't looked inward and and addressed the issues that you know the, the oftentimes standing issues that you're suffering from so who's got the bigger point. ego me or you i still think you have a bigger ego and the reason that I think that is because I feel like you don't like to compromise at all. And like, I almost have been trained to compromise. Like I had, my, you know, my mama had thinky is I always had to compromise. I've been in a training management capacity forever. And so I'm always having to compromise. And that's the one thing that I'd be like, you you ain't really with the compromise. I mean, you will. Now, I'm not saying that you never compromise. That's not what I'm saying. But when you're set on something, <laughs> It's like, uh, I ain't trying nothing. When you're set on something, let me correct that. Not that you don't compromise. But when you sit on something, oh. baby, please. That, 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 so that's we're going to start a poll. Here you this I don't know what they know because they see what they see on here, but they yeah. don't see <laughs> disagreements are behind the scenes. Don't try to run that nickel. I feel like people who know us would be able to better tell, but there's we don't have any mutual parties like that that know us. I want to talk about some of the fault the narratives that I hear about black men too. But go ahead, put your poll together first. Yeah, girl, because uh, I'm how the people tell us uh, <laughs> what's really good. Cause, go. uh huh. Mm -hmm. I was about to say Congre Congress rolls, child. 
Let me put your real name up here, child. Let me put your real name. Don't work. I got you, boo. I got you, honey. Don't even worry about it. I got you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Don't worry, girl. I got you. There we go. There mm-hmm. we go. So okay. there you go, girl. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I know that's for you because she wants it to, you know, to affirm her ego. But listen, aside from that, what are some of the, like, I want to talk about some of the narratives that we hear about Black men because I've done a deep dive into a number of them. One of the primary narratives that I've heard about Black men is that they're deadbeats, they're horrible fathers, that they abandon their kids, they don't want to pay no child support, that they um, don't want to take responsibility for, you know, their actions. And so we all know, and I went and I researched this for myself because I wanted to get a little bit more in-depth information about that study, that there's a CDC study. It is a self-reporting study, and it shows that 70% of Black men who live in the home with their children are involved in the daily care, from feeding to 70%? Baby to 70%? 70%. Child. 70% of Black 70%. men over there running around with the children. Are involved in the day-to-day care, feeding their kids. Seventy percent of black men. Are you sure it was black men, child? And the thing is, people will say it's a self-reporting study. You can't trust that. Well, the other races self-report too, and they self-report black men. So it wasn't just self-report or self-reporting study done for on black men. It was a self-reporting study done on you know all the races and. They all under they reported, you know, their reported findings hand under that of black men. And so I think we should give credence to that because 49, so um 51% of black children live in a home with two parents. There's also information in the report that uh in the article surrounding the report that, and this was by CNN, and they of course use CDC information that um Stepfathers, they also talked about stepfathers, black men being uh, having a higher rate of being in the home with children that aren't theirs. But there are, are 50, we always talk, want to throw out the marriage stats and this, that, and the other in order to disparage one another. But we also know that, you know, people aren't getting married how they used to, and black people will cohabitate in a minute. So 51% of black children are in the home with two parents. So, how you know, many? and 51% of black children. So, so half of us with kids, we got a daddy uh, in the house. Yes, have a have a, a second parent. So, you know, I think it's 10% may have like maybe one in one. Um, so that 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 needs to be taken into consideration too. And of those um two-parent homes that are heterosexual man and woman, 70% of the men are involved in the daily care. And I think that, you know, that says something like and real talk, like, I wait a minute, it's almost sounds like black men love their. Well, they're not, they're incapable of love, but they just like. Oh, but they are incapable of care. That's what we have to keep, keep in mind. (laughs) Allegedly, allegedly, (laughs) a little birdie say they are incapable of love. But I think that, um, that, you know, we should give credence to that because we don't dismiss self-reporting studies that, you know, women are engaged in. And, and even in my personal experience, because nuance does 
play a role in these conversations too. I see black men being active. And also I am a person that will go down a rabbit hole in a minute. I'm on mom TikTok, mom, you know, and all these different, um, you know, white TikTok and all these different things. And the primary complainants that their husbands or partners or spouses are not helping out are those partner to white men. Like, honestly, I see it every single day because I follow the, the hashtags and, you know, I, I, I really, you know, it's very intriguing to see those videos. So I think like that is one big misnomer that you know people like to push about black mothers. black women like to push about that. what are your thoughts um to to hear that uh black men are actually being active in the home is not a shocker for me because i've actually had men be active um my now that being said child i ain't gonna talk too mm -hmm. bad about my own daddy i'm not gonna do it <laughs> right now i would say that my own father probably wasn't as active in the home per se but my father was definitely a breadwinner and they had mm -hmm. a, a a more of, of a traditional dynamic to where my stepmom didn't work unless she wanted to and when she did work you, you know the kids were of age and able mm -hmm. to be mobile okay okay that's my dad now with my stepfather and grandfather y'all know i had a disabled sister and my stepfather was hella 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 involved and right. um definitely participated in the love and care of, of, of his child and i mean like when my mom was tired or even if she wasn't tired um he was just there and he would do and mm -hmm. when it came down to my grandfather my grandfather um my grandfather was active, but not in the way that, you know, he had to change diapers and shit. And I'm I'm okay. curious as to what age range are they talking about? But he was involved. Like he spent time. He would take me fishing. He would uh, tell me jokes. He would take me on the train, show me just uh, big things that I had never seen before as a little girl mm -hmm. in New York City. So I would say that they were both very, very active. Um, Curlin. Curlin is such a great father. Curlin is active as fuck in um, both of our right. kids' lives. So that's not a, a shocker to me. It's not a mm -hmm. shocker to me because generally I have seen men be active um, within the home, especially yeah. within my immediate family. Then if I talk to Curlin and ask Curlin, um, with Curlin's dad, Curlin's dad has also had custody of Curlin at a point or, or or Curlin and his brothers at a point to where they went and lived with him. So he was a very active father. And y'all know that Curlin um, and I met Curlin was a single father um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. where our daughter lives with us the majority of the time. So, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? I, exactly. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. What about and you? You see it every day. And like my dad was extremely active. My dad did the cleaning. He cooked a lot. My mom did most of the cooking, but he cooked a lot too. Um, yeah. he did all the cleaning. He, you know, ironed our clothes. Like, like I, I grew up my husband, my husband did it all. My husband worked outside the home and was like all, you know, and, and was the full-time, you know, hands-on dad. And even to this day, you know, the grandbaby calls and she'll call him and he does homework with her over the phone. Like, just how, her, how, how to read over the phone. Like, I, I, I see it. So the thing is, I think that, you know, your negative experiences will um, 
prohibit you will will prohibit you from seeing like the good in black men. If you've only had negative experiences with black men, you're looking for things to affirm those negative experiences. Oh, see, look, the news just showed that a black man robbed somebody, but you'll yeah. ignore those feel good stories where a black man donated money, or you know, you have a Robert Smith who is you know donating. Like you'll ignore everything positive that you know is attributed to black men, and you will only focus on the negative. Let me ask you a question, because even when it came down to Brickgate, we all know that the Brickgate girl lied, told a bold-faced ass lie, uh, scammed thousands, thousands, hundreds of thousands of American Black women that bought into her shit. Mm -hmm. um, being that we have women like that, and a lot of women didn't make any apologies for it. Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts in regards to them keeping up with a certain type of narrative? Um, you know, it's the believe all women um, mindset. Um, and also, if they've had negative experiences with a Black man, too, then it would lead them to be more apt to believe and, you know, take sides with the brick girl, brick lady. But um, the thing is, uh we need to highlight who though we need to highlight okay how many negative experiences have you had with a stranger where a stranger has assaulted you someone who you don't even know because we know that intimate partner violence is a thing and there are high yeah. rates of intimate partner violence but our black men just walking around assaulting every other woman they see like is that what is that um, because you know that would affirm your 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 belief, and that would also be you could use that as evidence to say, yeah, this woman likely isn't lying. Look at the statistics: fifty percent of black men are assaulting women every other. Day. You know what I mean? Like it, which would be outlandish and you know even extreme. But the the stats don't even lend themselves to that even remotely to, to indicate that, you know, black men are these violent men that are, you know, assaulting women and children. Also. But if they're being assaulted, if black women are being assaulted, then they're not being, they're, they're not assaulting themselves. Who's assaulting black women? Um, I, I do believe that black women in, are in, assaulted by black men. I'm talking about like stranger violence. So yes, I believe that when you have an intimate partnership with somebody, there is there's a high rate of violence in intimate partnerships. I'm talking specifically about strangers. Okay, so then when it comes down to stranger um, dynamics, um, would the numbers basically be the same across board saying that um, white woman walking down the street, white woman is more likely to be attacked by a white man if she's walking in her own neighborhood. Black woman walking down the street, black woman is likely to be attacked by somebody in her own neighborhood. And I guess that's where I'm trying to figure out, like, when we talk about stuff like that, how does that play out? Um, yeah, so there's also crimes of proximity, like all, you know, white people are typically assaulted by people that live within the, the, their communities, which would be white people. Black people are typically assaulted by people who live within their communities, which would be black people. Um, so that is a thing too, but um, there is this notion, especially when you see things like what happened to Roe, um, the brick girl who got hit with the brick, um, that- Who you know, didn't get hit with the brick. That is alleging that she got hit with the brick. 
um, that black men are just inherently violent and, you know, you should be on guard if any black man is around. Um, I saw the medium man did a, um, he went on to the FBI page and was kind of debugging, you know, the stat regarding black men assaulting women that they have no connection to. And um, what it showed, well, no, murdering women that, that they have no connection to. And what it showed was that in 2020, 1,700 women were unalived. And of those 1,700 mm-hmm. women, I think there were 620 black men. 620 of them were at the hands of black men. Um, and he did the math to indicate that there are 21 million black men that it's not even 1% of black men. Like it's a such a small number that's not even 1% of black men that's committing these assaults. And so it's a farce to say that black men are just these vicious, violent thugs that, you know, are assaulting women every chance they get. Do you think women are honestly going off of their own experiences or do you honestly think that they're trying to push a narrative against black men? Both. I think that because of their own negative experiences with some black men um, and likely those black men are men that they've had relationships with, whether they be familial or, you know, intimate relationships um, that they're pushing uh, an agenda because of their negative experiences. I've had negative experiences with black men. Um, I've, I've had one stranger encounter that I talk about that when I was 12 years old, a guy slapped me. I was 11. I wasn't even 12. I, I was 11 and a half. <laughs> and so, um, and a guy slapped me, but um, I've never, outside of that, I've never been assaulted by a black man um, aside from that. And that was someone that a cousin who called us trying to talk to me, pulled me, like grabbed my arm towards him and I yanked away, like he grabbed me and I exchanged words with him. And he was like some local thug and he slapped me as a result of that. Um, so yeah, I, 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 you know, walk, I interact with black men very regularly. I've mm-hmm. been, my, my ex lived, is from the trenches in Chicago. He's from the hundreds, but like, it would be, it was bad over there. I've, and I would go there on my own, be all through Roseland, be all, you know, like interact with black men who are supposed to be, you know, in Chirac, the ills of society. And I never once got assaulted. Um, I've never yeah. even gotten threatened. You know, that was the one time. And so I, I just, I find it hard to believe and buy into the notion that they're just inherently dangerous and they're waiting to assault their next victim, just, you know, waiting for the right opportunity. Okay. Okay. Um, do, 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 oh, I, I had something else too. Go ahead, but you, you can. No, go I'm ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Another thing that, another thing that I wanted to point out that is a narrative that I often see pushed regarding black men is that um, their 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 employment rate? So that black men either aren't employed, <laughs> that black men don't want to work, that black men are bums, that black men are bums that want to be taken care of, that can only pay an electric bill, that you know they're not trying, they're not striving for better. They you know. So I looked up the information, and all of this information, save for anything that I point out specifically, can be found on demographics and linked to the actual source. 
but um, for as it relates to black men in the employment market, there are 73% of black men that are in the employment market. Um, the other remaining 27% have to do with black men that are disabled, black men that are incarcerated, and black men that are in school and likely you know, not working as a result of that. Um, so 73% of men are actively working. And How many? 73% you know, are, are, you know, are actively working. Um, and the mean is, uh, their wage is midi, mid, median wages, uh, excuse me, not mean, the median wage is uh, 46,000 a year versus the median wage of black women, which is 36,000 a year. So, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. So you saying the bosses ain't bossed up? Listen, we have black women Look, and black women will tell you like they've surpassed black men that they they on the rocket to the rocket to the moon, baby. And black men sitting there complacent and working at Burger King don't want better. But if you look at you take the average of black men and black women, black men are making forty six to ten thousand dollars more than black women. And black women, though we know that, they'll still say that's not enough. That you ain't making six figures. <laughs> you got nothing coming. So. Mm-hmm. They making thirty some thousand. Black men making forty some thousand. But we looking at these niggas like they broke. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, Real damn interesting. Um, and and I just I think that it is um, we're remiss and like one of the fastest ways to build wealth is through marriage. Like you're partnering with somebody, you're combining finances. Uh, you have, house, you know, the the household income was thirty six thousand. Now you got a household income that is dang near, you know, ninety thousand dollars, eighty five thousand um, dollars. So I think you know we're remiss in looking down on someone who's, you know, on average they make more than us because they're not making over six figures. And we ignore the fact that it's, you know, less than 5% of men that make six figures. And I think it's like 2% of black men that make six figures. Um, and we, we're, we're totally ignoring that because we all, even those of us who are, you know, on welfare, struggling to get by, have to work a couple fast food restaurants, housekeeping, what have you, uh, we still want that unicorn. We still, and there's nothing wrong with desiring someone who is able to help you elevate your life. Like as women, that's a part of our nature to be hyper. Right. But Absolutely. also, how remiss would you be in not being willing to build with someone who can still elevate your life in a way? And we all know that as women, we're far large, we're the largest, black women are the largest group of consumers. So, you know, black men, I've met black men that make less than their partners, but are far more savvy as it relates to investments and, you know, how the, you know, saving and all the things. Um, So that's also something that, and that's something that can't be quantified. And it's also something that's never taken into consideration. Um, Why do you think black women continue to push false narratives though? So I have a list of reasons why I was going to get to that. Let me see. Mm. Um, so one of the reasons I'll tell you, I got, but one of the reasons is that, um, black women don't want to be at the bottom. 
black women don't want to be seen as at the bottom. So we're fighting, we're fighting with men that are with someone that we're neck and neck with. And you know, it's okay, it's life. If I used to run track, <laughs> I've never been in um last place, but I was I ran, I was sprinting. So two people fighting to not be last. And you know, one is inching ahead, and then you know, one inches ahead, and you have you have this burst of energy that's trying to keep you from not being in the very last place. And that's how black men, that's how I see black men and black women. We're, 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 we're at the bottom, you know what I mean? It's that crab in the bucket. We're both stuck in the bottom of this barrel, you know, clawing our way out. And while doing that, we're pushing the men down and the men are pushing us down. Like, no, I refuse to be stuck here. And as a result, we're not working together, building to get out of the barrel as a, a unit, as a team, and it would benefit us both. So that's the primary reason I think they don't want to be in last place. So why not, you know, um, focus on your 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 um, counterparts? Mm. I so think. think? <laughs> I think that they continue to push the narrative because if they're not pushing the narrative and pointing the finger, then somebody's going to have to look at black women and see where black women fucked up in these processes. See why black women chose the man that they chose, which we've made horrible choices in men. Um, our mental health hasn't been straight for decades. So we're starting to undo a lot of these things, but these things have been messed up for generations, like generations they've been messed up. So we like to continue to point the finger because we do not want anybody to take off, to, to put on that white glove and wipe anywhere. Cause if they started wiping, it's going to be dusty than a motherfucker. Mm -hmm. We have, we have been the ones to allow men to um, come into our homes and do things to our children. We have been the ones that haven't been teaching our children how to read. We mm -hmm. have been the most abusive to our children. We have been the most abusive to each other. Um, when it comes down to the eviction rate of black women, we the most out on the goddamn street. But we don't want to ever take accountability for the things and the ills of the community that we have contributed to or that we may have caused. We don't want any responsibility for that. So as opposed to us all saying that, Okay, black men had a part in this, but this is what this was my part in this. And let me correct this, let me fix this. I don't want to fix anything but my quote unquote mental health, and then still continue to point the finger at every fucking body else but us. Um, they talk about they want to be queens, child, but they still want to point the finger at these black men like they have no involvement of how fucked up our community is. We don't want any involvement in that. All we want to do is be able to say that we got the most education. We opening yeah. up the most businesses. We the flyest. We lead the culture in ratchetry. We the we're on the world stage and the world is watching us and we want to be leaders at that. But when it comes down to the real shit that's happening in our communities, why are we so violent against each other? Why are mm. we always trying to undercut each other? We don't want mm. any responsibility for that. We want to still be under this delusion that women are good, men are bad. Women are good, men are bad. And as long as we're able to point the finger, nobody will look at us 
So that's why we're going to continue to push the false narrative onto black men. Y'all ain't Ooh. shit. Y'all ain't never going to be shit. Y'all don't take mm -hmm. care of y'all kids. You niggas mm -hmm. is broke. Y'all ain't got mm -hmm. no job. Y'all ain't got mm -hmm. no goddamn hair. Y'all y'all just stupid. Y'all ain't got no education. Y'all committing yeah. all the crimes. Y'all eating up all the goddamn baby school stuff. We just want to point the finger at everything. Mm -hmm. Anything that we can say that black men do bad, that's all we want to focus on. Anytime yeah. somebody uh, says, well, black women, what about us? You you ain't nothing but a mammy ass bitch. You a mammy. You a pick me. You ain't doing nothing but trying to get picked by these niggas. You you want these niggas approval. And don't get me wrong, I would rather their approval than yours, bitch. But that's me. Um, <laughs> I like men. Um, they're not. You know these men. These men have too many similar stories and similar situations that they're also not lying about as it pertains to black women they're they're yeah. not lying on us um and they they ain't start pushing narratives about us until they had enough and we we've continued to push narratives about them and we will continue to um because yeah. even with brickgate you can have all the crime statistics sitting in your face you can have all these things in your face and you will still continue to push a narrative because you don't want nobody to look at our own violence. Look at the history of black women's, look at black women's violence. Look at how mm -hmm. that shit is increasing. Well, we'll, well talk about we're that. only violent due to the patriarchy. So, you know. I forgot, child. <laughs> that's the, that, that's what it is, child. It's the patriarchy. Yeah. These niggas <laughs> made us this violent, child. Yeah. Is, that's, that's what that's it fun. is. We've been watching yeah, these men. <laughs> Exactly, meanwhile, meanwhile, you ain't got mm -hmm. nothing but bitches raising kids and raising these niggas to hate y'all, raising them mm -hmm. to dislike y'all, raising them. We're their first line. They come out of us. Yeah. We're, we're the first line. We don't mm -hmm. want it. Well, they ain't have a father. Well, bitch, you was present. What you was doing? I was uh, out working, making uh, all the money. I'm a boss, bitch. <laughs> I'm not about to do this with you. you I'm know, a boss bitch. That mean I ain't have to be a. I'm a boss bitch. I ain't gotta raise yeah. no goddamn kids. Them kids should figure it out on their own, just like I had to. And we mm. passed this generational thinking, and it's crazy because when we when I when I say that we pass a certain line of thinking down from generation to generation. Mm -hmm. So where you got little girls, they want to be bosses. They don't want to be mothers and nurturers and shit. Making a pie. Fuck your pie. I'm about to make this bread. And I mean, <laughs> you already know I'm making this dough. I'm making um, this dough. I'm a boss yeah. bitch. You bitches ain't shit. <laughs> but you know what? Um, another thing that I saw. Oh, another claim that I wanted to talk about is like, you know, we had someone on our show recently who talked about the notion that black boys are born intellectually inferior, which I found to be extremely insulting. Um, and she, she touted um, some author uh, that came up with this theory. And um, I did a ton of research trying to find like evidence of such uh, I mean, you know, I researched for quite some time trying to find scholarly articles on it. And what I discovered is that it's bullshit. <laughs> that well, we what knew she this was already. Writing, 
Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. What she was espousing is what tantamount to pseudoscience. Um, there's not even a universal uh, standard for intelligence to say that Black boys are born, come into the world intellectually inferior is something that is akin to white supremacy. There are a ton of books. There are a ton of, um, there's a ton of literature that promotes that idea that is to white supremacy. And if you're a white supremacist, just say that. Um, literally. Um, don't get me wrong, she is, though. No, no, no seriously, she is. But listen, like, even when we look at um, when we look at just the U.S. intelligence uh, data, there are indications that Black boys fall behind. But can we not uh, can we not see that there are things that we as as a community, as a society, nurture in different groups that we don't nurture in other groups? For example, we all, we already know that there are a ton of movements for Black girls. Like we're we're you know we Black men have long been thought of as uh, field hands as you know only being able to do physical labor and only being able to pick up a ball and run with it. we have not nurture do not nurture intelligence in black boys we do not nurture um you know we do not create programs to ensure that our black boys are successful aside from that there are psychologists that that have theories that boys period do not learn uh, as effectively in the in, in a standard school environment where you're sitting at a desk for hours on end, Montessori programs are programs that are more specifically catered to you know variety of, of, of um, you know learning theories are more beneficial to boys. We know that as mothers, that black boys they are they push the school to prison pipeline. They try to push um, drugs onto your children, telling you that they're too hyper. You know that they're 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 um, finding ways to make them docile in a learning environment that does not benefit them. We won't look at any of that, but we'll push a narrative that black boys are born inferior. Um, but it has to go back to a certain type of narrative. It has to go back to a certain narrative that, um, and, and she's definitely a white supremacist. Anytime you sit over there and say that white women don't have any responsibility, uh, for the things that happened to black women back in slavery times and saying that white women were also under this patriarchal spell, they was under this dick juice spell. I think you're being absolutely fucking ridiculous and just playing out fucking stupid. Mm -hmm. um, but then when we talk about intelligence, we measured intelligence on one scale when there are several types of intelligence mm -hmm. that um, is never measured. When it comes mm -hmm. down to our boys and our men and you have them in this certain system that um, is, you have things that are uh, done by DNA or is measured by white folks' DNA. And think about all the tests that they run. All the, A lot of the shit that they do is based off of their own genetics and their own DNA. Uh, but with us, things that we would be more skillful at, we're not generally tested on. You could never put a white boy in a hood and expect that white boy to make it out alive like a black boy would because a black boy has a certain type of intelligence for that environment. And we're not measuring things according Absolutely. to certain environments, which mm -hmm. we should. Then even when they take a test, 
if you're not taught about Timmy and Lucas and them having all the apples and shit and what you do know is about cracking this, that, and the third and not saying that that's, but how we're measured and how we're taught, we're taught under a certain system. And yeah. when you're taught under that certain system that you really don't have any input in or any real guidance through, then yeah, you, you, you're not going to do as well as somebody that's been taught within their own system, graded by their mm -hmm. own system, tested by their own system. And they're successful in that way. Then we're not going to sit up here and talk about like that shit is not also by design because mm -hmm. even in that regard, that's, that's by design. Um, yeah. So we we do each other a disservice, um, even with how we measure each other. And not to say that you have to give black men a pass. You don't have to give black men a pass no. um, for shit that they're incompetent in. You, I'm not. I'm, we're definitely not asking you to give yeah, them a no, pass. You and, be cool right, and and we're not we're not trying to do that. But if you make claims like that, then you need to take shit and examine it from all sides. And then say A, B, C, D. But what we do is we we uh, find an ounce of something and try to make that the whole story when it's not the yeah. whole story. And that's exactly. what we about that. Yeah. And we're not looking at all the factors, all of, you know, we're, we're not doing a deep dive. And we, we literally will take something that is in alignment with whatever our narrative is and run with it. We don't look at the full picture. And when you said like, absolutely, intelligence tests have been proven to be um, um, uh, biased to, you know, they're, they're, they're racist, <laughs> you know, like there are a yeah. ton of studies shown, like even the wording that they're using, where we may say, um, you know, our, our vernacular, we may use like some of the commonly used terms, we may say porch, and they may be using veranda, or like there's a lot of uh, biases built into intelligence tests, and there's that's been proven, you know what I mean? So if that's what you're using as your marker to indicate that Black boys are born, you know, you know less intelligent, then yeah, you've got to come better than that. It's not even accepted as a universal standard. It, you know, across the globe, because it, it's well known that it, it's biased. What do you think about LaShawn Jefferson? And shout out to you, LaShawn. Um, he said, don't be mad at the man. Be mad at his mama. It's her fault, actually. I was thinking about this over the weekend and what what men should be accountable for and up to what point, right? And so when I was thinking about this, and I thought about myself as a young girl versus uh, me being a woman. As a woman, I have to take responsibility for everything in my life. And that means everything, including up to, to now. And I mean everything um, outside of me being a child and things that things that were done by the hands of the of an adult. I don't have to take responsibility for that. So I'm not saying you have to take responsibility for that. But all the shit that my mama failed to do, all the shit that my father failed to do. When I turned 18, when I became a legal adult, I had to start to take responsibility for everything. And now that's been a slow fucking process. Don't get me wrong. But me being a 43-year-old woman now, I can't blame my mama for shit at this point. Yeah. Um, Anything yeah. that happened to me as an adult, I can't really put off on my mama because as an adult, I have a responsibility to myself. So when men are lacking men are lacking 
and men haven't figured it out, then we definitely have to put the responsibility on men when they become men, when they become legal adults, we have to put the responsibility on them, just like you guys put the responsibility on um, women but when they become adults. When we become adults, we're allowed to make choices. We make choices. And I'll, I'll even go as far as to say not even 18, but let's just yeah, say 21. Say, let's yeah. say 21 as a full-fledged, uh, legally able to, to do whatever it is that you want in life. Mm -hmm. you have to put the responsibility on the adult because as the adult, it's your responsibility to heal yourself. It's your responsibility to undo your own lessons. It's your, your, it's your responsibility to heal as an adult. And yeah. if you don't know how to do something as an adult, you have a concept um, of right and wrong when you become an adult. And so then it becomes your responsibility to, to correct and to fix. Yeah. And I'm sorry it has to be like that, but that's um if we put that if we had that thought process more so than anything, we would be a much better people because everybody would have to be accountable for themselves and for their own shit when they're 21. And so for me, um I give young adults till they're 25. I don't use the law as a marker or um adulthood uh i would rather rely on science um i think yeah, that you know fair. legally yes you're an adult but i know like science says that for most of us our reasoning reasoning isn't even fully developed until you're 25 so i'll give you that like you are still dealing with the effects of your childhood at possibly 21 like if your parents did not set you up for success show you how to be responsible did not you know take steps to ensure that you could um you know have a, a healthy whole life for at 21 and maybe even 23 you might still be reeling from some of the effects of your childhood but you should be coming out of it slowly but surely but at 25 i do expect you to be taking full responsibility for your choices and be taking and, and you know it may be a process you may start the process at 25 but it could take you years it's depending upon what type of childhood you had or how your parents failed you um but you know i do think that as a man you know at, at a certain point you can't blame your parents. That it's up to you to take responsibility and take matters into your own hands, especially if you expect to be able to lead someone else. You have to be able to, you know, turn things around first for yourself. This is the thing. So when we make good choices, we don't sit around giving our parents the credit for all the good choices that we make um, when they don't have anything to do with it. When we want to have sex with somebody, um, we don't call our mothers and fathers and ask them for permission for shit that for shit that it is that we want to do. Now, if you're still living with your mama and your mama having to tell you to get up and take out the trash and shit like that, and your yeah. mama still having to tell you uh, to not put your elbows on the table when you eating or uh, to, to clean up the bathroom or not to leave toothpaste on the sink and shit like that, and you still up mm -hmm. under your mama's rules, then that may be a different story. Your mama may be um, more responsible for you. But when you are a full-fledged adult outside of your mama's house, outside of your daddy's house, and you have autonomy to make every decision, then yeah, you do become responsible for your own shit, period. 
you become responsible yeah. for everything and all of your choices. You don't get to go back and say, well, my mama didn't teach me how to read. And so me being 45 and don't know how to read, I'm yeah. still blame my mama for that. Um, mm -hmm. I was hurt as a child and it was through the hands of my mama. My mama is responsible for that. Yeah, your mom may be responsible for that happening to you as a child, but you're an adult. So you being an adult. <laughs> <laughs> to turn around and still say mama mama you a motherfucking mama. man yeah. you got <laughs> balls now your balls were supposed to have dropped yeah. so you need to hold on to them nuts and, and you need to man the fuck up and you're gonna have to man the mm. fuck up just like women yeah. women get to blame every fucking thing on men if you chose to fuck that ain't shit ass nigga bitch that was your choice that's what you wanted you 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 fought bitches over the nigga you fought to get to him you competed with other bitches for the man that's your choice and you have to take responsibility for that even if the nigga dogged you out you're gonna still have to take responsibility for that and yeah. when we get to a point of we we teach everything but accountability we teach everything but account we teach sexuality we teach sensuality mm -hmm. we teach uh hood shit we don't want to teach accountability for nothing because that means you're gonna to have to take a look at self and self-correct and that's the problem with a lot of it y'all y'all don't want to self-correct and we got we got to self-correct so yeah i think like there is a point in in time where you have to start taking responsibility i know everybody's path is not linear everybody is going to have a different path and you know i understand that it, it, for different people it will take and depending upon the level of trauma, some people have experienced like a, a load of trauma. I understand at 21 because you never learned how to read because maybe your mom kept you out of school because she had you right. watching younger siblings and stuff like that, that as a result, you know, you might not be literate, but you, at some point you have to take matters into your own hand and, and own your own shortcomings and say, okay, I have to start the process to overcome this. If you don't, and then you have children, your children are blaming you, but you're still blaming your parents. And like, where, who, where does the accountability lie? At some right. point, you do have to make a commitment to yourself to do better, to be better, and, you know, to strive to undo your childhood trauma, you know, and, and in order to um, live a healthy whole life. So, the, you know, but at some point, you do have to take accountability. LaShawn, he said, but even if you're still dealing with that mama and daddy taught what, what mama and daddy taught at 43 and st see they still affect you. Okay, but this is the thing. Most of the time when you become an adult, you're not still walking along with mama and daddy. Mama and daddy don't really have any choices um, over you as when you become a full-fledged adult, especially um, when you're past 30. I, you know, your early twenties, I even give you a little bit in your early twenties and I'll give you a little bit more leeway in your early twenties. Mm -hmm. But when you hit them thirties and you still wanting to look back at mama and daddy, 
then them some motherfucking issues that you really need to get down to the bottom of because mama and daddy ain't got nothing to do with your choices at this point. You get to make your own choices, walk your own way. So I, and, and it's not us stomping down on men because no, if it all. came down to these bitches, I'm going I'm to tell these bitches the same thing. You can't blame, um, okay, you ain't have a daddy at the house, so you need to work out them abandonment issues. You choosing player-ass niggas, you choosing hoe-ass niggas because you have abandonment issues that you yeah. need to work out. So it, it's a two-way street, but everybody has got to take accountability. And even and, and the thing about the manosphere, a lot of guys want to put everything on black women, and that shit ain't going to fly either. She black women also have to take accountability and responsibility. But when you become a man, when you become a man, that's on you. When she becomes a woman, that is also on her. We ain't never said nothing different. And that that you know, that's what we that's where we at with it. Everybody I, has to take responsibility for self. Everybody. I also think that it's a it's 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 an untruth to say that we're stumping down on men. Like the thing is, we're not going to coddle men. That we understand that at 40 years old, you gave an example of somebody being 43, that you're a fully grown man. And I'm like, I actually um I volunteered before at a sex trafficking shelter and I heard absolutely horrendous stories. I know that some people have had horrible upbringings. I understand that. But at what point do you say I am responsible for, I have the rest of my life to live. I'm responsible for taking the steps to ensure that I become ha happy, healthy, and whole. Like, you know, but when that's not stopping down, we have high expectations for men. There is a higher standard for men because you're men. You're called to be the leaders of our community. We can't let you lay back in our bosom until you're 90 because of the childhood trauma that you had. You have to man up, so to speak, and take responsibility uh, or take a, excuse me, take responsibility for the rest of your life. You can't undo what happened to you in the past, but you can take steps to try to heal from it and become, you know, a better person. Yeah, LaShawn, I, it, it is definitely a human problem, but um, I don't know if you were here when I outlined all the trauma and shit that I went through as a little girl and how that affected me, but at some point, yeah, a lot of things happened to me. I couldn't wake up and keep rolling around in the shit that happened to me. I had to get up and move on. I have my own children to raise now. And me having my own children to raise, um, I couldn't demonize everything that my mom and daddy did, even though they did some shit. I couldn't um, still be sitting around demonizing them when I, already, when I have my own business to handle. You know what I'm saying? And, I, I don't, and I'm not saying... You us telling people to be accountable isn't us telling people to negate or to dismiss anything that happened to you that happened to you. That's your experience. And that's not to right. take anything away from your experience, but to more so say that you're not going to be able to keep going back to those experiences and crying and, and complaining and this is why I'm like this. And this is why I'm like that. No, you're going to have to get up off your ass and do what the fuck you got to do. We, we ain't even got time for it to be on. As an adult woman, as an adult woman raising my own children, 
and and y'all y'all out y'all seen what i allowed at, at the beginning of the show that little dude put me up he take me up through there i can't be like well my mom ain't teach me this or i got assaulted at this age and shit like that because i have to deal with my i have to deal with the present i have to be in the present i've i've had to go extensive counseling and i mean motherfucking extensive counseling i've had to go through it and had to have i've had to repeat counseling y'all know how many times i've been in anger management i don't even want to tell y'all it's embarrassing yeah i've had to i've had to go through these things repeatedly because if i haven't been healed i don't want to pass these generational traumas to my own kid Mm -hmm. I have to heal because I want to be better than what my mom was to me. I want to be a parent, a better parent than what I received. So, yeah, you you don't have to do what you got to do. More like he was saying, like, we keep focusing on age. Age is the indicator of adulthood. Age indicates that you've reached a certain level of development. You should have reached a certain level of maturity that the expectations for you in our society will change. That like I've seen men, I've seen men who never got help for the the trauma that they underwent. And you know what they turn into? Drug addicts, alcoholics, because they're trying to bury that pain because they don't want to face themselves in the mirror because they, they don't want to be responsible for making their lives better. Like it is imperative that at some point you seek out the help that you need. You, you rely on your circle. You, 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 you know, you ask for help if that's what, if that's what it is. Um, and, and in order to, you know, live, uh, have some level of, of um, some, excuse me, modicum of a, a fairly decent life. Like if you don't, you're constantly drowning yourself in your sorrows. You're constantly, um, you're, you're stuck in one place. You're refusing to elevate. You're, you know, falling into drug addiction, hanging out with the wrong people, attracting the wrong type of women. Like you will have a life of hell. It is up to you at some point. Like, you know, we, you know, and, and this is not coming down on black men. Like, we know the greatness of black men and we expect black men to rise to that occasion. We cannot, like our we we cannot, we we don't have it, we don't have the ability at this time with our community in the state of peril that it's in to coddle those who refuse to grow despite the fact that they had a horrible upbringing. We understand that, we can be empathetic to that, but we do need you at 40 years old to be dusting yourself off and getting the help that you need. Facts, all facts. Um, shout out to Kit Clouds for the cash app. Um, we thank you so much for that. Um, oh, uh, Negress Afro Jane Doll. I love Anna Bay. I watch her too. Um, I'm not so much of a synergy channel, but okay. Um, she said Nicki Minaj trying to glam try, try to glamorize in her Dusty King and new song. Ciao. when it comes down to nikki i meant to talk about this at the beginning of the stream how embarrassing is it for her um first she chose somebody who was convicted of grape then for this grown-ass nigga to be out here in the streets like he is some new york bum oh yuck yeah the it's disgust embarrassing. it's embarrassing it's embarrassing. Um, 
I agree. But a couple other things that I wanted to highlight as it relates to reasons that I think that Black women are pushing false narratives, and some of them you touched on a little bit when you were talking, um, is that I think Black women don't feel supported by Black men. Black women feel like they have to do it all on their own. So a lack of support. And although that relates to choices that they've made, um, you know, they're not looking at that part. They're looking at the fact that, hey, there's no one here to, you know, help ease the, the load. Um, and a, in, in addition to that, I think they grew up seeing Black men be berated, Black men be denigrated and said there ain't ish and this, that, and the other. So you talked about it being passed down. Absolutely. I think that's one of the reasons. I think that also that they are, some of them are just uh, all white supremacists. <laughs> They're white supremacists in brown face. I think also mm. that um, shaming tactics are in. So to shame black men, like they jumping on the shaming bandwagon, like we gonna shame black men and apply these narratives that may only relate to a small percentage of black to the whole black men in an effort to shame them into you know doing what we want them to do. And then um, lastly, I think that they um, that it makes them feel better. That to, to like takes your mind off of your own situation when you are you know dogging somebody else out when when you like literally if you're in a situation that's not pleasant but you can focus your energy elsewhere on black men and how awful they are and go online every day and talk ish about black men takes your mind off of your problems mm, mm, mm. well child hmm, mm, 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 mm. that's all i had um, I don't have really nothing else that's, you know, too, well, I have some more stats, but nothing that's too noteworthy, um, anyhow. Oh, one other thing I did want to say, like another thing, but a lot of people like to push about that black, a lot of black men are locked up, that all the black men are locked up and it's only- They ain't dead and in jail, like, child. They ain't going to be able to push that. It's only 6% of black men that are, that are incarcerated. So what? I think, you know, yes, 6%. Well, more of them would be locked up if California hadn't changed them laws, child. You know, they all they oh. got to do, they could shoplift <laughs> and everything, child. More of them would be locked up because they just criminals, yeah. Danny. They ain't doing yeah. nothing but committing crimes and waiting till the lights go out, child. Yeah, I guess they're they're getting away with it now. But um, yeah, the stats <laughs> indicate that there's only 6% of black people. Okay, they're getting away with it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Allegedly. <sighs> Um, I want to tell you the results of the poll. Oh, Actually, I didn't want to tell you the results of the poll, but these ratchet ass people said <laughs> at a 45% rate that I have a bigger ego than you. 45. 45% equal was 20 equal was 27%. And you were at a 26%, which means I have a bigger ego by a landslide. <laughs> this is an area of opportunity for me. Um, but it's also an area of opportunity for our audience because I think they're as blind as I am. Um, Listen, that's the ego talking. <laughs> that ego talking. I'm in shock that they don't see this. I Like, I'm in shock. Um, I think you guys need to reevaluate some shit. I think you need to stop blaming your mammies for the, 
you well, made this decision because of your mama. You need to stop blaming it. your mama for shit. You this wrong. is why y'all making decisions like this because y'all y'all still under y'all mama titties. I feel like and it's inaccurate too because it should have been a hundred percent no ego, no ego, not that. I don't know who the hell the twenty six percent is that voted that I have a bigger ego. I know Aries Queen was down there talking her smack, but because Aries knows the truth. No, I. I I don't, I don't pay much attention to what Eric talking because she always got something to say. So that's probably why she's talking about I got a big ego. Because I'm trying I, to I, figure I, out who voted for me. Like any other fucking time, I need y'all to vote for some shit, y'all. People would say, <laughs> Child. Mm -mm -mm. I feel like they let me down. <laughs> Look, even Jack Spade, like that should be sixty-five percent. I agree, Jack Spade. We be here with that. <laughs> Listen, Boy, Danny, when I know, say you this is why all y'all is criminals and baby daddies and shit that don't take care of y'all kids. <laughs> That's why. That's why y'all like it. That's why the stats be lying, and y'all is baby daddies that don't take care of y'all damn kids. That's what it is. She take back everything she said about y'all. Listen, and I take it back. <laughs> uh, shout out to the active activist who's been a member for twelve whole. That's a whole whoop, year. Whoop. That's a whole year of great ass content that everybody should be paying for. But y'all don't give us. And don't, go, don't worry about it. Um, he said we have to do something. The street athletes are out here deleting ops mamas. No, we can't stand for that at all. They'll activate lanes with that. Um, uh -oh. thank you so much for that, the active activist, and shout you. out to you for thank your you membership sure. and your patronage of our wonderful mm -hmm. channel, of the best fucking channel on YouTube, the best channel Talent. you don't ever see, the Talent. best channel. The best channel ever like listen most entertaining we're not doing duplicitous content like i mean it's the best keep them up mm -hmm. and shout out to thaddeus with the super sticker child thaddeus came through with a 1999 honey nine oh, i love thank it you. um thank you so much for that um, the active activists, thank you for validating my claim because we don't know what the hell the is going activist, on. Let me tell you, let me let me log in and time you out because you are damn. <laughs> Leave you the active, active activists alone, life. child. Active activists. Right. Mm -hmm. I'm just sitting here in shock that they just they lied on me like this. I'm, this is I'm shocked that it's not higher, Danny. Come on, like keep it a book. I was shit. That's why I think you got the bigger ego. That's why I was like, "What?" Anybody that gives Danny too much pushback on stuff that she she feels about, she automatically go go associate a big ego, you being dominating and domineering and controlling and all the things. I I, I just accept it. I accept it. If I was lying on you, that would be different. <laughs> What I mean, I'm I'm a little controlling, but I know how to compromise. Like compromise when you want something, baby. No, we doing this very much. Um, only child syndrome. Spoil. I blame Curlin. You should blame Curlin. I fucking blame <laughs> Curlin too. Yeah, you know what, <laughs> ladies, blame everything on black men because they was the one who voted for me. It's all they fault. I blame black men for this. 
Mm-hmm. You've been holding them in your your big bosom for a while, so I see I oh, see me? what it is. <laughs> you be holding them too. Don't don't like no. You don't, you are calling I'm the bad out. cop. Yeah, you bad cop for sure. You bad cop. You right. I'm the bad, bad cop. Child love being bad and I cop. I think the black conscience issue. Then baby, I'm I'm a big brute of a cop. Girl, we so. I knew we should have did something on the passport bros today because if we'd have talked about them passport bros, they'd have been like concrete <laughs> oh, ass got the big ego. Yeah, that's like, it's only because of the topic and shit. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, he told me, demon, you you he made me pay. No lies were told. DMAC for president. You be taking shit like extra far, bro. Like extra far. Like extra far. Like stop. Get, get the, anyways. Anyways. Uh, I have nothing else, child. I'm about to cook some I'm about to take Solomon and run him around like I always do. Handicapping a black man. He should be able to walk the football practice. Uh-uh. Don't do that, baby, like that. He should Don't be able to like walk that. like how, how black men used to do back in the day, child. You know, it's my <laughs> fault. Don't it's do my that, fault. Baby, like that. Listen, it's my fault that he ain't going to be a man's man, child. It's my fault, oh, child. Because you handicapping him. Listen, the fact that he ain't walking to practice today, shit. <laughs> Can I read? Not good. Shit, ID I blame cards they going in. I don't Baby. know if he talked to you or somebody else. I don't know. Because he's been going in the entire time. I'm like, who he arguing with? Make it make sense. Oh, more ID oh. cards, honey. I don't even know. I don't know, child, but mm-hmm. I, I want y'all to get help. Um, but shout out to everybody that came through, honey. Um, yes. I just keep in mind next week we going to member. It's members only tonight. Yeah, that's where we going, and I want y'all to be a part. Well. I know you thanked them, but like the super everybody who super chatted and also keep clapping. Mhm. Mhm. But shout out to everybody that came through. Hit the like button, share the video, subscribe. Um, don't forget, you know, next week is gonna be a little a new, a new little, a new, a new little new some new, some new shit gonna be happening. So um, we getting ready to do a little rollout, child. You know, y'all need some new energy and shit, child. Concrete gonna get some new hair. Um that's down the line. Down the line, okay, okay. Yeah. I'm gonna have this hair for <laughs> a week or two or so. Whenever. I'm gonna go buy a new shirt for next week, so be excited about that. I'm coming, we're coming back with some new shirts. Um, <laughs> baby, listen, um, yeah, just stay tuned. More facial expressions, more, more dogging these niggas out. You know, mm-hmm. we're a divestment channel now. <laughs> Baby, listen, we was pandering today. I was like, ooh, they really be like these mammies. These damn mammies. <laughs> so, yeah. Baby, you mammy do. in it up, honey. We the biggest mm-hmm. mammies on YouTube, honey. Listen. Let them tell it. We love the black men, honey. We love the chocolate. Let, st- let the black men tell it. We the biggest sisterhood proponents on YouTube. What they be calling so. them shit logs. We love a shit log. <laughs> That's what they call they do not. Oh my gosh, that's so mean. Oh, these hoes is off the chain. <laughs> they call what? them shit logs. 
Now, if a black man said that about a dark-skinned black woman, they would be like, colorism? No, oh, they call their, their members shit logs. Oh, they call the members shit logs? I, I wouldn't even be a part of something like that. That's what they said, child. Oh. They called the membership logs. I was like, mm. wow. Um, dealing the you real, the this is the thing. We, we good either way. We go, come we super gonna chat us. Come holler at us. Come holler, come on through. Y'all don't want to super we chat us no more. Either way, either no matter what. Like, that's not a problem. That's never been a problem. I mean, I love y'all, but have, I, I like money too. Yeah. We have three people in the chat. We can keep it locked. Like that's you know, not a problem. Anyway, but anyways, we gotta get up out of here. I gotta go. Um, you guys have a great start to the week. Um, ladies, don't forget to blame a black man for something. You know it's these niggas' faults. With that being said, y'all have a great Sunday. We are out. Peace.